0: In the course of the last two weeks, we have in our country experienced two horrendous attacks on innocent people. The first in Buffalo against our black brothers and sisters, a premeditated racist attack. This last week in Uvalde, Texas, about 80 miles west of San Antonio, on innocent school children who were finishing up the school year. It is, frankly, almost impossible for me to even talk about this without anger, without a little bit of fear, and with all sorts of other emotions. It is grave evil. It's an injustice that cries out to God for action, for a response on our part. As Catholics, as followers, disciples of Jesus Christ, any and every injustice requires demands of us a response. In the middle of this great trage- these two great tragedies, in the midst of this emotion, and I just, want to, I just want to say this, I think it's important before I move on. Wherever your emotions are in all of this, that's okay. Right? We need to have time. So often I feel like we don't have time to process our emotions, right? We have to have a response right away, and it has to be the perfect response right away. Nonsense. We need time to sit with these things, to think about these things, to pray with these things, so that we, when we respond, we respond well and in justice. Yes, we should have righteous indignation and in answer. Yes, we should make demands not only of ourselves but of our political leaders, but we also need to have time to process our grief. To pray for. In the, in the, I was down in San Antonio this week for a conference, and Archbishop Gustavo there went to Uvalde, didn't even think about it, just moved there. He was supposed to celebrate Mass with our conference, and he went there, because that was the pastoral need. Sometimes we just need to sit and pray and be there for others, and then make our response. But at this time, we also, in the church and in the life of the church, get the great mystery of the celebration of the Ascension. We come together as we do every Sunday to pray. And on this day we celebrate in particular the mystery of the ascension into heaven. Where Jesus takes leave, the resurrected Lord, takes leave of the church. And this should be a source of joy and hope for us on two levels. The first level is on the spiritual realm. In the collect we heard where the head has gone, the body desires to go. The head being Christ, head of the church. The body being you and me. Because Jesus has ascended into heaven, our humanity is fully united to God. Therefore, in no matter the circumstance, you and I have hope, and so does our human nature and reality. Right? Jesus has taken our broken humanity, has redeemed it, has made it perfect through his, own resurre- through his own death and resurrection, and has united that fully to the divinity of God. We are called to be in that same union with God. We are called to embark and participate in that union through our holiness and sanctification here on earth. But more relative to the realities in which we live, the second part of this mystery that is unfolded for us today in the Ascension is that God has called you, and when I say you, I mean each and every one of you specifically, from the oldest one in this church to the oldest. Each one of you will be his witnesses. Jesus takes off the training wheels today. Jesus speaks to the apostles. He speaks to the church. He calls them into mission. You and I are the change that the world needs. Not because we are perfect, but because we are disciples of Jesus who is perfect, who is sanctifying us and is sanctifying the gifts each of us has so that in our realities, in our world, we can make it a better and a more just place. You are the solution that Jesus has created for the realities that are in front of us. Whether that be in your family, whether that be at work, or whether that be in the world, that's up to each and every one of us to discern. But Jesus has chosen and called you for this moment, for these realities. Jesus is calling each of us to act and to work for justice in our world. And the reality of this justice is that it is not justice in the way that we think the world ought to. Last week, Jesus told us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, but not as the world gives it, do I give it. We who are disciples of Jesus are called to be, in a sense, that both and. To work both to uproot any injustice and unjust laws and unjust practices at the same time to be building up the community. It can't be one or the other. We don't live where the perfect is the enemy of the good, where we see there's all this injustice. I'm not going to do anything until everything is fixed. Jesus is calling us right now to take the steps necessary to address and to uproot those injustices, to look at the world and to say, what can we do in our circumstances here? But how can we also work together to be united, Because that's the other thing that God calls us to is communion. He's not calling us to just go off on our own. He's calling us into the heart, into His very heart, into the church, to be formed, to be nourished, to be made new, to be made saints, so that when we go out, we bear witness to Jesus. But not only do we bear witness to Him, we find Him. Because in the ascension, He also makes it possible for Matthew 25 to be fulfilled, right? When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. Not only are we the witnesses of Jesus, but we are called to seek Jesus in the world. And especially in the poor, the disadvantaged, the downtrodden. To make the world a more just place by seeking out the lost, the lonely, the hurting, those who are being taken advantage of by our systems, by each other, by our government, by our world, whatever it is. We are called not only to be those witnesses, but to find Jesus in the poor and in the needy and in those who need us and are desperately searching for the truth. But this is also that beautiful both-and, right? It's not just pure action and activity in the world. There's also that sanctification and cleansing and renewal we must do each and every day. Because it can be crippling, right, to look at the challenges of the world and then to look at our own imperfection to say, Lord, what am I supposed to do? And this is where there's a great kind of theme in St. John Paul II's encyclical Evangelium Vitae, where he's looking at the gospel of life and in a world that so often cuts under and undermines our, our love of life and our promotion of life from conception until natural death, he encourages us to look at the world and to take those incremental steps. And I think that example applies to all justice, whether that be in fighting for safer and, uh, our gun laws, whether that be fighting for greater immigration reform and renewal, whether that be whatever it is in the world to ask the Lord to sanctify us so that we can help take those incremental steps to make the world a better place, a more just place, a place where Jesus is alive in each of us, in our witness to the world. You are the witnesses that God needs and has chosen for this time. Invite the Lord into your heart. Ask Him to renew you, be made new in confession, in your reception of Holy Communion, but then also ask the Lord to give you the strength to know where is He calling you to take those incremental steps, to address injustices, to work for justice, and to serve those who are in need.